welcome to Glow From Within podcast. I'm your host, Harmony Patton, a functional diagnostic nutrition practitioner, as well as a holistic intuitive healer. I'm a mom of two, a wife to one, and I work with a spiritually inclined, growth-minded, soulful-ass woman who's looking to heal from within and unlock her deepest potential by doing so. If you're looking to make your health, hormones, and gut your superpower, you've come to the right place. This is Glow From Within Podcast. You know what really grinds my gears? (laughs) So I don't know what that's from. Family Guy. If you ever used to watch Family Guy, there's like an episode where Peter is, he becomes like a news anchor and he has a section or a segment where he goes, you know what grinds my gears? And he talks about things that annoy him. So (laughs) that kind of is setting the mood perfectly for this. So I literally, the idea for this episode, it's going to be a quick one, but I just like, I needed to riff on this because it's something that really bothers me. And um, there's a lot more I can say about this, but specifically, I want to talk a little bit about food sensitivity testing. And the reason that this is coming up is because I was on Instagram stories and then, you know, like an ad came through for Everly Well and, you know, their at-home food sensitivity test and like this little um, pinprick with the blood and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, I know, and I'm diving right in today, but like, it's just an IgG stick test. It's not anything revolutionary. It's not anything special. And those tests, you guys, like I've done Instagram lives about this. I feel like I've tried to do so much education around this, but it's still, I feel is just part of what annoys me is that companies, you know, like Everly Well, for instance, you know, like they have a lot of money, they have a big budget. So it's like they have a bunch of ads out and, you know, they clearly have like some kind of marketing team and, you know, they work with like influencers and they got all these people to do this, the stupid uh, IgG stick test and have them all talk about it. And it's like they have these great marketing techniques to make all this money for these tests that aren't going to help people that much. Like, oh my God. I'm sorry, this frustrates me to no end because obviously I offer food sensitivity testing, but I personally do not actually recommend IgG stick tests because in my opinion and my experience, they're a waste of money. And there's a few different reasons for that. So I just want to dive into this really quick. Again, I want this episode to be quick. I don't want this to be long. I don't need to sit here drowning on talking to you about food sensitivity tests and all that kind of stuff. But the matter of the fact is that the food that we eat matters, right? This isn't about diet culture. This isn't about, oh, I have to be skinny. I have to look a certain way. And because of that, I have to eat a certain way. It's not about that. This is about like dealing with health issues and wanting to heal and wanting to feel really good and wanting to live your best life. And in order to do that, we have to know how to eat for our bodies. So here's the thing with an IgG stick test. They are wildly like I don't want to say inaccurate because there is some validity to them. It's not like they're 100% pointless, but let me just kind of explain to you basically how it works. So what an IgG stick test does is you give them usually some drops of blood on, yeah, like a piece of paper or something. It depends if you are different than that, um, but I'm pretty sure that Everly Well one is like that. So you do the droplets of blood, and then what they do is they look at the blood for specific 
antibodies. So IgG is an immune response in the body. It is different from an allergic response, which, which is an IgE response. So they're looking for IgG, and it's um, a type of antibody. So it's essentially when you're eating this food, your body produces an antibody. And that means that your body is like attacking itself, it's breaking down, it's leading to leaky gut, it's leading to autoimmunity, it's leading to all of these different health issues, right? So, okay, that part's valid. Cool, great. However, the problem is what what they do for IgG stick tests is they look at your blood to see what antibodies already exist, right? And then based on that, they're going to give you a sheet of paper that says, okay, here are all these foods, and we found this level of antibody for all of these foods, and this little, like... So they'll give you, you know, like a range that'll say you had a lot of antibodies for this food, not that many antibodies for this food. The problem with that is that it varies so much depending on how much of the food you've eaten. So if you've eaten a lot of, say, um, asparagus and you happen to be kind of reactive to asparagus. You'll see a bunch of antibodies, a bunch of IgG um, antibodies for asparagus. Now, say you don't eat dairy, then guess what? Dairy is not going to show up as something that you're sensitive to. So like it depends so heavily on what you're eating, how much of that you're eating. Anything that you're not eating is pretty much not going to show up unless you used to eat a lot of it and you maybe still have some antibodies present in your system. But for the most part, they they clear out of your system, right? So when you haven't eaten a food for a while, so it's like at least two weeks, I think, Um depending on the food, depending on the thing, there's like, you know, variances in there, which I don't need to get into. But that can be so freaking inaccurate. So you, it could come back to you and it could say, you're not at all sensitive to dairy. You're not at all sensitive to all of these things. And maybe it's just a matter of you haven't eaten dairy in a while. And so it doesn't show up on your test. Like, okay. So what some people will say to do, okay, before you do a food sensitivity test, an IgG stick test, make sure that you're eating all of the things for two weeks beforehand. So make sure you're eating gluten and dairy and eating all these things. And I'm like, I'm sorry, what? Why in the hell should we poison our bodies with foods that are literally going to damage our health, make things worse, just to see from an IgG stick test if there's antibodies present? Like that, to me, is ass backwards. It makes no sense. And also, even with that, the level of reactivity is only going to show up so much. Because you've only been eating it for, what, two weeks versus, like, say, your entire life of eating something that you're sensitive to. And, you know, it would probably be, like, off the charts. So, (sighs) these tests, you guys, like, I know that it seems really enticing. And, it like, I don't want to poo-poo on people that do them because it's still better than nothing. Like, yeah, in a way, it doesn't hurt to know your food sensitivities from a really simple test like that, right? However, if you're someone who's like wanting to use this to heal, if you have, you know, autoimmunity or you're dealing with, uh, you know, hormonal imbalances, infertility, acne, PCOS, like whatever it is, if you are looking to like live your best life and feel your very best using one of those tests, it's not necessarily going to get you there. It's just not because... 
the data isn't that helpful. Now, with all of that being said, part of the reason that I feel very passionately about this is because for me in my practice and anyone that comes to me really and wants to learn how to eat for their bodies, I recommend an MRT food sensitivity test. And I want to put this out there, you guys, like I, when I run this test, it's not like I make like a commission from them and it's not like I get some like magical reward. Like I, I wish that I could somehow make the tests themselves free for everyone, but like that, that's just not realistic. That doesn't make sense. Right. And so I just want you to know that I don't have like any, anything in the game to gain from specifically recommending one test over another. Like I'm not tied into any company. It's just literally based on what I see from clients, what I was educated on and just really the truth of the matter. So the test that I recommend to people is called the MRT food sensitivity test. Um, it's done by Oxford Biomedical and the reason that I like this test, it's going to be way more expensive than a stick test. Like for me, I could run an IgG stick test for people, but I don't. I just don't think it's worth it. I'd rather like you save your money, save up the money you'd spend on a stick test and put that towards doing an MRT food sensitivity test. Or if finances are not are not a problem, then yeah, definitely you're going to want to go for the better test. But if finances are a problem, still don't waste your money on the other test. Just save up and do the better test. Honestly, honestly. So um, the MRT food sensitivity test, the way that it works is you get four vials of blood drawn. So it's way more blood than doing a stick test, right? Where you're just like pinpricking your finger and putting droplets of blood like on a piece of paper. And the reason that they need so much blood is because what they do is they take the blood and what they do, they expose the blood to a certain food, right? So like to cauliflower. And then what they do is they measure your mediators. So they're measuring how many or how the volume of mediators released in response to a food. And that will tell you the amount of kind of immune cells that are released in response to a food. So say we expose the blood to cauliflower and the mediators shrink greatly. That means that a ton of uh, mediators were released because the, the cell shrunk by a lot. Does that make sense? Maybe it doesn't. It's kind of like a visual thing. It makes a lot more sense if you can visually see it. I'm like making motions with my hand, but I know you can't see that <laughs> as you're listening to this. So the way that it's done is very different, right? So one of the key pieces of data that we get with a test like this also is not just, okay, this is the amount that your body is reacting to a food, but we also get, hey, this is the amount that your body is like not reactive to this food. Like we get a huge list of foods that like these are the very best foods for your body. When you eat these foods, your body is like super happy. It feels really good. It's, it's like on point. So we not only get data about, okay, these are foods that maybe we need to chill out on, whatever. We also get data about the foods to eat. And it's not based on what you've been eating. You could have never, ever eaten a food in your life. Like for instance, um, for me, I was sensitive to bok choy on the first test that I did. And I hadn't eaten bok choy in years. Like I rarely eat bok choy ever, you guys. <laughs> 
And I remember it showed up as sensitive. And there were a lot of things actually that showed up as sensitive that I was like, some of these are things I've actually never eaten in my life. And it's interesting because if I had done an IgG stick test, those foods would have shown up as not reactive. I would have shown up as not sensitive to those foods, even though I am sensitive to those foods because there wouldn't have been antibodies present in my body because I hadn't been eating those foods. So do you see the flaw in those tests? I hope that me kind of explaining this here to you kind of helps you gain some knowledge, some clarity, some idea on this um, and how it all works. Now, the MRT food sensitivity test is more expensive, but there is a reason for that. Like it is a valid expense. And especially for the amount of data that you get about your body and how well informed you can move forward with that data. Like it is so, it's a life-changing test, truly. And you know, as much as we can do elimination diets and we can, you know, test this food and test that food and, you know, do all of these different things. There's nothing quite like having a test that tells you exactly like, hey, these are the foods that work for you. These are the foods that don't. And like from there, you can make your own conscious decisions of like, okay, listen, I know I'm sensitive to this, but I'm going to eat it today and that's okay. And hey, you know what? Right now I feel like I've been feeling a little lethargic. My my gut hasn't been working as well. I've been kind of moody. I'm just not feeling my best. So I'm going to focus this week on eating the foods that I'm least sensitive to. The foods that I know are the very, very best foods for my body. And it's like it just gives you that clarity and that peace of mind. Now keep in mind... Even with this, your food, oh my goodness, I just almost knocked over my tea. So even with this, your food sensitivities can change, right? They absolutely can change. So I, I recommend, and I'll tell you a little bit about how they change. So in general, I recommend for people to get retested at least, you know, a year after your first test, at the very least. Um, you can do like eight months. But I kind of like to just wait a full year. You could go longer if you want, but it really, really is beneficial to redo it because things change. And if you go to my Instagram and you go specifically to my IGTV videos, I actually have a whole series that I did all about food sensitivity testing specifically because it's such an important topic and it is so life-changing. And there's so, like, if I had... Early on, when I started my healing journey, if I had just started with getting this food sensitivity test, I could have saved myself so much time, so much money, so much heartache in like feeling like I like there was something wrong with me and I was broken instead of being able to learn to understand my body. Like it's just, it's mind-blowing to me how... I don't know, like how much this is, it's there and it's available to us and we're not taking advantage of it. It's like we just, we get so stuck. And I think a lot of times, you know, it can feel really scary to spend money on something like a food sensitivity test when you're like, well, I can just do like a paleo diet. I can just do an autoimmune diet. I can just do this or that or whatever. Or like, you know, we get in this spot where we feel like, oh, well, I know these foods work for me or whatever, whatever. And it's like, we just, we think that we know everything, but 
I'm going to tell you, like, I would have never known that I was sensitive to butternut squash. I would have never known I was sensitive to kale, which now those sensitivities have actually gone down. But, like, I would have never known that if I hadn't gotten the test. And if I had done a stick test, I still wouldn't have known that because it wouldn't have shown up because I wasn't eating it regularly. So it's, like... This information is available to us and it can make our lives so much easier and it can speed up our healing so much. And the thing is, like, when we learn how to eat for our bodies, it takes the whole, like, diet stigma out of it. It takes the whole, like, questioning things out of it. And it just becomes a matter of choices with the information that you have. Okay, now you have this information that you know is 100% about you and your body. You have the data of what works best for you, what will make you feel the very best. From there, you make decisions. Like, it's not the end of the world to eat things that you're sensitive to if you're not in the midst of trying to, like, heal something. For me, both times I've done my food sensitivity test, I wasn't necessarily trying to heal anything, right? I was already in a space where um, my skin was doing well. I had had my first son when I did my first test. He was over a year old. Um... Yeah, like I was in a good space. I wasn't trying to heal or fix, quote unquote, fix anything. There was nothing, like I was good. I just wanted to do the very best thing for myself. I wanted to feel my very best. I wanted to operate from my highest self. I wanted to be the most productive, most energetic, most joyful, amazing, incredible version of myself. And that was what made me want to do the test, to have information about myself. And it's not like I, you know, have always been perfect with that. And I redid, I got my test done again um, a few months ago now. And the differences between the two was so cool. And it's like just having the knowledge that I had and following that, eating according to my food sensitivities, what that does over time is it brings your overall inflammation down. It brings your overall reactivity, your immune response down. It lowers it, right? So then from there, that's why you get a test done again about a year, whatever, later to see where things have changed, where they've shifted because they're not going to be exactly the same, right? Maybe foods that you were the least reactive to, maybe you're like a teeny tiny bit more reactive to now. Like they're still, it's still in the green. You're still good to eat it, but you know. Like your reactivity to things changes and also having known maybe that you're reactive to something like butternut squash. This is a testament for me, right? So I didn't eat butternut squash for years until, and the reason that my test was a little bit more delayed was because then I had a pregnancy in there, right? I had my second son and then I decided to do the test um, after having him. So for me, there was a little bit, there was definitely more than a year in there um, of getting my test done, probably like a year and a half, almost two years maybe. But regardless, a lot had changed and my reactivity hadn't necessarily changed all that much. Like overall, I had less yellows. I don't think I had any reds. Um, So like my reactivity overall just went down. And keep in mind, before I did the test, even the first time, I was eating well. I wasn't like, I wasn't eating dairy. I wasn't eating gluten. Like this was not that long ago. I think the first time I got it done was in 2019. And then I got it done again in 2021, right? I think I got it done. No, it was the end of 2020. It was before the new year. Yeah, so towards the end of 2020. 
Um, so I guess it wasn't two years. I guess it was more like a year and a half. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I hope that gives you guys a little bit of insight. I actually didn't even intend for this episode to be this long. This is just a subject I feel like I can talk about a lot. And uh, I hope that you found it helpful. I am in no way trying to deter you from doing, you know, an Everly Well test, from doing an IgG stick test. I'm in no way trying to convince you to do an MRT test. Like that is not my goal here. I really just, you know, if you're seeing these advertisements all the time, they do such a good job with the advertising and it really makes you feel like, oh my God, yeah, like I can, I can do an Everly Well food sensitivity test and it's going to tell me everything I need to know and it's going to be so easy. I'm going to do it myself at home and like, I just don't want you to fall into the marketing trap because they have such good marketing and it's so enticing and it's a lower price and like I get it, but it's worth it to do it. I don't even want to say the right way because the other way isn't wrong, but like it's worth it to spend the extra money to get the better thing. Like I know sometimes, you know, there's some things where it's like, you know, you can spend less and sometimes get great quality, some like with clothes and stuff sometimes. But this is not one of those cases. And like when it comes to your health and your well-being, like the food that you eat, ultimately like your body is made up of food. If you don't have food, you don't have water, like you don't survive. We need food and our food is what creates so much of our existence, so much of our life, so much of our being, so much of the experience that we have in this life revolves around food. And like, I am someone who loves food. Like I am a foodie. I enjoy eating so much. I love delicious food, but what I love even more is eating in a way that works for my body. Like it gives you so much freedom to eat things that Otherwise, maybe you didn't know you could eat. Like, you know, if you're just following paleo or AIP, maybe you're avoiding things that you don't need to avoid. Or maybe you're eating things that you do need to avoid, like butternut squash or something. Like, these are things that you would never know. I never felt a reaction in my body. I always felt fine. But this immune response was still happening in my body this inflammatory response was still happening in my body so if i had never done the test i truly just never would have known and if you've done the test before and maybe you did the whole elimination thing and hopefully you've at least like kind of sort of followed it since then for the most part anyway um if it's been a while get your test redone. See where you are now. Your body today is not what it was a year ago. It's not what it was two years ago. Redo the test. It's worth it. Like this is information you're going to have for your whole life. It's not just about right now. It's not just about doing this to fix something or to change something about yourself. This is about living your best life and using the tools that are at our disposal to do so. Now I will say doing an MRT test, you do have to do it with a practitioner and some practitioners are going to charge, um, the full price, which is over $600. Me personally, I charge clients the practitioner price. So that's like my price, my price that I get. And that's what I offer to my clients, which is about $335, something like that. I can't give the exact price out actually because the price of the test changes, but it's in the 300s as of right now. 
uh, today, March 23rd, 2021. That price could be different tomorrow. Um, I don't have any say on what the price is. So the way it works to do a food sensitivity test with me is I actually offer them at like a crazy low price. So you pay me as of right now, March 23rd, <laughs> 2021, you pay me $222. That's what I charge to just run a food sensitivity test for you. And yeah, literally I, the kit is mailed to you. You get your blood drawn, you send it off. The mailer's all included. It's super easy to do. I send you a list of locations where you can get your blood drawn. And then uh, when the results come back, you can either get um, a 30 minute call with me where we just go over your results or not. I have people that just really want the test done and they have to do it through a practitioner and it's kind of like an easy virtual way to do it because yes, I could make it so that you have to be you know, a client in my practice, or you have to be working with me, or, you know, it has to, you have to be a part of a bigger program in order to do the test. But for me, like I want this food sensitivity test to be accessible to people. It's really important to me that people don't get scared or shy away because of the, the cost, right? I want people to do this test. I really do. So, um, I charge a really low price on my end, $222, and then you just pay for the test and you pay that directly to the lab. Um, so I guess I can put a link to that in the show notes. I don't know if any of you are interested in that. If not, no biggie whatsoever. Um, I did not do this episode to try and sell you anything. I just really, yeah, it popped up in my Instagram story and I just needed to talk about it because it's something that I find so incredibly frustrating. And also, just so you know, if you're in New York, like the state of New York, I don't think you can do these tests. They're, they have like a lot of restrictions and regulations around um, doing at-home tests. So pretty much like all of the testing that I offer is not available in New York. And I've worked with clients in New York before and they would have to literally like the, it will get mailed to their house, but then they can't mail it out in the state of New York. So they'd have to go to New Jersey <laughs> to uh, mail it to the lab, which is clearly a bit of a hassle, but you know, worth it, certainly. Um yeah. Anyway, you guys, functional lab work is so incredible and the food sensitivity test is so great. It's such good information to have for every human, honestly, like anyone who just wants to feel really good and live their best life. And I know that's you because you're here and you're listening to this. So it's, it's worth it in my opinion. It's, it's worth it. It's changed my life. I've seen it changed so many people's lives. I've run this test for so many people. I have like so many family members and um, in-laws and friends and a lot of people actually this past um, winter in around Christmas time, I had quite a few people who wanted to do it for their parents. So like they paid for the test as kind of like a Christmas gift almost to their parents who are dealing with different health issues. So that's a really nice thing too. Um, and it, it can impact anyone. It can help everyone and especially anyone who's dealing with any autoimmunity. Um, yeah. So I'm going to go ahead and hop off my soapbox um, <laughs> and call it quits for today's episode. I love y'all so much. And I hope you found this helpful. If you did, please make sure to share it. That is how this grows, you guys. And really, truly, like, I love I love doing this podcast. I love talking to you guys. And I love coming into this space. But 
you know, I also, I also really want the podcast to grow. I want this information to get out to people. I want the work that I'm doing and the time that I'm spending and the effort that I'm putting into this to have an impact and to affect people in a positive way. Like that is what I want more than anything. I want to have a positive impact on this world, to help people, to give people hope, to share knowledge and information and tools and healing. (gasps) So anyway, if you enjoyed this episode, if you enjoy this podcast in general, just share it with your friends, talk about it with people, send people the link, share it to your Instagram story. You know, if you share it to your Instagram story, I will always, and tag me of course, at ethereal beings wellness. If you do that, I will always share you back. I love to share anything that you guys do whenever you tag me in anything. So yeah. Also, I wanted to let you know, I'm going to be hosting a free challenge that is starting next week. This challenge, it used to be called the Mindful CEO Detox at one point. I also called it the Boss Bitch Detox. So it's an incredible five-day challenge and there's a full meal plan all laid out for you. And this is for like really um, ambitious women. A lot of times it'll be, you know, entrepreneurs, CEOs, but even like, you don't have to be an entrepreneur, just women who are like high level, high achieving that don't really know how to prioritize their health and don't, haven't figured out how to use their health as actually their superpower in their business, in their work to really skyrocket them to that next level of achievement, of success, of, prosperity and abundance and of getting you really to that next stage of where you want to go in this life and so if you're an ambitious woman if you're a woman who you know like wants to grow and wants to get things done and wants to um really just kind of take life to the next level rise into that next level of yourself and you want to learn how you can use your health to help you do that that's kind of what this week is about it's an opportunity for you to see what it feels like when you focus on your health and see how every area of your life actually changes when you eat differently, when you move differently, when, when you prioritize you before all else. So it's a five day challenge. It's going to be so much fun. I've had so many women have incredible results with this challenge, like literally women who have even lost weight in the five days, which this is not a weight loss thing that it was 0% of my intention. It just is something that kind of naturally happened. Um, women with like chronic Lyme who had their symptoms greatly reduced, even just within the week, uh, better periods for women with endometriosis. Uh, just so, I mean, there's been so many positive things that have come from this detox and I crafted this thing like years and years and years ago. And then since then I have, um, every few years updated it and modified it and changed it based on more that I've learned and how I've adapted and, um, also the type of women that I'm serving now versus the type of women that I used to serve. So, Uh, if that is you, if you are that woman, if that speaks to you, I'd love to see you in the challenge. Uh, I will try to put a link to that in the show notes as well. I don't have, it's actually technically hasn't like launched yet. I haven't opened it up yet. Um, but I will put something in the show notes for you guys. So maybe you can sign up, uh, with just an email address and then it's going to be like a private pop-up Facebook group. So you'll have access and yeah, it's starting next week. So I believe that's on the 29th, Monday, the 29th. Um, Yeah. So I would love to see you there. It's going to be such a good time. I cannot wait. I love this detox so much and I might do it along with you guys. So yeah. 
Thank you so much for being here. I hope you know how much I love you all and how honored I am to be in a space to be leading you in this way. So thank you for showing up for you. Thank you for being here with me. If you haven't already, make sure that you hit the subscribe button for this podcast. If you leave a rating and review, I would super appreciate it. That is really how this podcast grows, how it gets visibility, and that's really how I'm able to continue doing this for all of you and continue showing up and really making all of this possible. Now, if you want to connect with me on any other platform, you can always find me at Ethereal Beings Wellness over on Instagram, on Facebook. On Facebook, you can also find my personal page, which is Harmony C. Patton, but really I'm mostly active on Instagram and I love Instagram stories. I'm obsessed. I'm on there pretty often. So I'd love to see you guys over there and make sure if you are listening to the podcast or doing anything that I've talked about on the podcast or even on Instagram, make sure you tag me because I love to share you guys. I love to repost you in my stories, sometimes even in my feed, depending on what it is. So tag me. Don't be shy. I love to interact with you and meet you and talk to you. I do this for you guys and for me. I love y'all so much. Have a great day. I'll see you in the next one.